My web search turned something up for the great, 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 great Tammy Bruce. Have a look. Basically, just you. Oh, my favourite Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) So, here we are. Dylan Roos. Dylan Roos, yes. Yeah. That's me, Dylan Anthony Roos. Dylan Anthony Roos. Yes. Mm. Mm. Um, What do we say? The son of Tammy? (laughs) Son of Tammy. Son of Tammy Roos. Son of Tammy Roos, yes. The great Tammy Roos. Yes, it's the only time I've been referred to as the son of Tammy Roos and not the son of Paul Roos. So Who's that? I don't even know who that is. I'm not sure if we're progressing <laughs> forward or not. It's probably, we are. We are yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're moving Soon on. Soon I'll just be, oh, Dylan Roos, I know you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not you, yet. You're on the Spiritual Tradies podcast and I'll be like, yep, one yes. step <laughs> forward. Yes. That's right. Um, so, out of the shadow now, into yourself. Yes. Who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Uh, okay, we'll start with the last one. Where yes. am I from? Born in Melbourne, raised yes. pretty much my whole life in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved back down to Melbourne. Whereabouts in Sydney were you there? Uh, eastern suburbs, so yep. Randwick and then Coogee. Cool. Yeah. Beach so, life. Yeah, went to high school at Cranbrook, yep. uh, just down from Scotts in Double Bay. So you went to school where? Cranbrook Private School in yeah. you Double went to Bay. Cranbrook. Yeah. That's a private school. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. With a couple Clarence. of years behind Clarence. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then went to ICMS for a couple of years. Studied a sports management degree. Uh, I graduated. I think I graduated with an associate degree of business management by the end of that, and then moved down to Melbourne. Kind of uh, bumped around a bit in jobs. Did a bit of real estate. Did a bit of marketing. Did some cafe work. Moved to the states for about three four months. Worked in well, construction. Well, we'll come back. What happened in the states? In the States. Why did you go to the States? So, my mum's from America. Uh-huh. Um, so Ta- Tammy. Lived, Tammy, yes. Yeah, yeah. We've spoken a lot about her. The great Tammy Roos. The great Tammy Roos. Yes. Um, and moved just for like three, four months uh, to work in construction and spend time with my family over there pretty much. My mum's from California, San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Have you yeah. done construction here as well? Nah, nah. No. It's very loose over there. You it's kinda very just, loose? You can't just rock up and... Chuck a hard hat on and, oh, I do this, do that. You get a run. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Cool. Is it like high-rise stuff or? No, nah, it was more just like really basic stuff. I was doing like insulation and like yeah, uh, like putting up structures and that kind of stuff. Like cool, it was pretty cool. basic. My lingo is not great. Tradey life. Tradey life, yeah, yeah. So you pretended for a bit? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember the first week when I was adjusting to it, getting up like five minutes. I was going to bed at like 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. crashing. I was like, this is so tiring. <laughs> I was just, yeah. Yeah. So then you came back? Came back, um, worked in, got my real estate uh, license down here in Melbourne, worked in real estate for about a month or two, ended up getting kind of stuffed around a little bit. And then that was 2016. 2017 started my health coach journey. I started studying at the uh, IIN, the Integrative Institute of Nutrition, yes. which is based in New York. Yeah. Um, started studying that and did that for a year and finished up March this year and I kind of started it. Just what is the Integrative what? Integrative Institute of Nutrition. Yes. So I'm an, my official title, I think, is an accredited, accredited Integrative Nutrition Health Coach. Yes. Um, so graduated with that title, I guess, in mm-hmm. March this year. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yeah, I kind of started studying just because I was interested in health and nutrition, like with my background. Um, so my dad, for anyone who doesn't know, is Paul Ruse, and he was the he used to play AFL, and then he um, coached the Sydney Swans to their first premiership in seventy two years, and then coached the Melbourne Demons, and now does media and commentary and stuff. Um, yeah. So my background was very much high performance nutrition healthy living mm-hmm. um so i just fell into the course just by kind of accident like oh yeah this sounds interesting i'll increase my knowledge yeah um and then halfway through i was like no nah, this is really this is kind of what i want to do now so mm-hmm. i've launched my business this year as a health coach um and loving it yeah got a couple of clients now and starting to work with some corporate clients as well and mm-hmm. yeah really loving it so what do you mainly do then one-on-one programs so it'd be like we'd sit down and we'd outline like a 90-day program Mm -hmm. um and we'd work one-on-one every two weeks for an hour um and i'd put together whatever it's highly personalized so whatever you're going through at that time or whatever your goals are Mm -hmm. um, we'd set out three goals over 90 days and we'd work towards that now there can be two health goals and one career goal or you know, a health goal, a finance goal, and a relationship goal, or mm-hmm. so. And we and I just help you work towards those, whilst also implementing healthy, um, long-lasting, sustainable uh, lifestyle changes. Yeah. Because um, my biggest gripe with the health industry now is just there's so many diets and so many fads out there that everyone's mm-hmm. just confused. Yeah. Um, and so it's really good to just gain some clarity and go, look, you guys, you don't have to eat green vegetables you know, seven times a day to look good and feel good, just mm-hmm. implement small changes and, you know, maybe maybe it is meditate, uh, maybe it is sleep more, drink more water, cut out bread. Like they're usually pretty basic changes mm-hmm. um, but just done over a consistent period uh, of time then, you know, it starts to accumulate into healthy living. Oh. And what about spiritual? Do you get into any spiritual practices at all? Yeah, so my mum... The great Tammy Ruse, great, 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 great Tammy Ruse yeah. is a meditation facilitator. Uh-huh. Um, so she's been meditating about 30 years now, I want to say, and teaching for about 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've known how to meditate my entire life. Yeah. Um, in terms of consistent practice, I've probably started to get consistent this year. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the most I've meditated Uh <laughs> Thanks to some positive influences coming to my life, yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, it's always it's great having having mum because I have always had the tool to meditate, and whenever mm-hmm. I have been stressed or um, in need of that kind of alone time, you know, I, I mm. can go and sit alone and in my room and kind of just find balance and center myself. And I used to do it all the time for sports. I used to meditate once a week at least mm-hmm. uh, for sports um, just before a game and kind of implement some meditation and visualization as well. You play, um, a, play a bit of the aerial ping pong yourself? Yeah, a bit of aerial ping pong myself, a bit yeah. of AFL uh, up until I was about 19. Mm-hmm. And then basketball was my big one as well yeah, and, right. and some tennis as well. Mm-hmm. So, but, but basketball and AFL were my two big sports and yeah, yeah loved them. Cool. What about tennis? You, do you have a bit of a temper? No. no. Oh, Racket breaker? Depends who I play. If I'm playing anyone <laughs> in my family, yes, because we hate losing. Yeah. We're probably the most competitive bunch of people you'll ever meet. Yeah, right. Um, and we're all related to each other, so it makes it even more competitive. <laughs> um, we have a family card night once every two weeks out of my nan's place, and that is the loudest room in all of Melbourne at that one time. Yeah, right. It's just, it's what's, what's the What's the game that 
is lent on there. Canasta. Canasta. It's like an old game. Yeah. So my nan's been playing it, I guess, her whole life and then just taught the kids and then they've taught us. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. Um. So, so you got meditation there when, you, when you're stressed. What about you get into yoga? Yeah. Yeah. Gone to yoga about the start of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mosey on, moseyed on down to my local yoga studio and... Thought that uh, it was just, yeah, it's such a great practice. I, I really, I actually really love it and recommend it to most of my clients and mm-hmm. um, all my mates and stuff. And I, I have a little joke, you know, even if you can't find the uh, benefits of it, uh, eventually you will after a consistent practice. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you go down for two weeks and trial a membership and think this is not for me, well, at the very least, you've got to look at a couple of good-looking girls in yoga pants for a few hours a week. So, at the very worst- That's so sexist. At the very worst. It's, you know, it's not a bad thing. And a couple of cute guys are down there too in yeah, yoga yeah. pants, you know? Yeah. Dustin at no Warrior One. Cut from stone himself. Yeah, these are good-looking rooster, you know? You can- yeah, no doubt. Oh. Uh, what was I going to say? How old are you? I'm 23, turning 24 in so, July. So, how- do your mates take the that you like recommending yoga and this kind of like because I you know when I was twenty three I wasn't healthy yeah so yeah. I can only relate oh, I to think my there's own. a little bit there's a definitely that banter side of things of mm-hmm. like come on mate what are you doing and you know yeah. they joke around here and there but they do understand that okay no it is uh, like it's a it's a good practice to have and, mm-hmm. um one of my best mates actually a few of my best mates meditate um on a regular basis one of them swears by it like saved his life kind of thing yeah um and then do you, i have do a you mate, feel I have, like I, can, I don't know if you can really tell me because you weren't 23 10 years ago yeah. but do you think there's a shift in the culture in amongst young people at the moment or uh, it depends on your circle i really think it depends on your circle i think there are definitely on average, more progressive circles and, and people are more open to it. Mm-hmm. But then you'll, you, you'll you'll always find those circles that are just like, mate, what are you talking about? Get yeah. out, like piss off or whatever it is. <laughs> so, I, I again, I can't really go back 10 years. I think my experience is that you can talk about it's more open, people are more open to talking about it, mm-hmm. um, which is really good because that's the first step kind of thing. And, yeah. um, it's funny, like the people that you think would never do it are usually the ones that are doing it. And they're yeah. like, yeah, cool, I'll go do that. You're yeah. like, oh, really? You're, do- you're like, you're doing yoga? And he's like, yeah, I do it once a week. Like I have a mate that plays for the Cronulla Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on the phone to him a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to go do a yoga thing. And he's like, oh, me too. I'm going down. I'm like, you're doing yoga? And he's like, yeah, I love it, mate. And I'm like, see, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. So yeah. I think it's definitely, yeah, uh, hitting mainstream. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing... Um, is just normalizing it. I think one of the projects that I'm working on at the moment is a men's club. I was just about to ask about that. Yeah, so a mm-hmm. men's uh, wellness and leadership club with mm-hmm. my mum and dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the, one of the main things or one of the main con- core concepts is just normalizing meditation, normalizing yoga because they are such amazing practices, such mm-hmm. amazing weekly or daily practices to have um, that people... I think there's this stigma around meditating in a cave in India for four, you know, four years or something, and that's how I become enlightened, or that's how what what meditation is. Yeah. Um, rather than just sitting, you know, we just did a meditation then, and mm-hmm. it, all it is is sitting on a couch for twenty minutes, closing down your eyes, and just trying to quieten your mind. And mm-hmm. there's a meditation practice. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, how do you go about like spreading the word with the, that? 
with that. What's it called again? Just something. Uh, the Ruse Men's Wellness and Leadership Club. Okay. So um, it's really in its early stages at the moment. So we're not really spreading the word at all. Oh. This is a little sneak peek for yeah. anyone listening. Um, so eventually when it is up and running, it'll be um, probably through, I mean, social media and then our own networks. Mm-hmm. Um, we really want to invite in people um, that are interested in yoga and meditation because the um, way we're going to normalize it or one of the, the ideas that we have is to cent- cent- centralize it around football or um, about, yeah, around sportsmen and, and mm-hmm. athletes and kind of bring in guys that are and like- sports sportswomen. And sportswomen, yeah. exactly right, yeah. Sports people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and just normalize it through that and go, guys, you can come in, do a yoga, do do a 20-minute yoga, 10-minute meditation, and then chat about footy with your mates. Like it is something mm-hmm. that would it is quite beneficial and normal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Cool. So be on the lookout for it. It's kind of, yeah, very like- Bubbling mind, away. Bubbling yeah. away, yeah, yeah. We're working- Working away on it, but it's something that yeah, we're all the whole family's quite passionate about, really. Awesome. Because uh, my dad, he's been meditating for twenty years as well. Like, mm-hmm. so he does it daily. Every morning, wakes up, meditates, and um, yeah, it's, it's quite yeah. It's, we're looking forward to it. Beautiful. Um, what what other are there any other weird practices you got going on that you maybe have oh, none into? that I could probably say on here, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, any weird practices? Mm. No, I can't say. I, I go to the gym. That's my yep. one of my forms of meditation is going to the gym, just yep. getting exerting a bit of masculinity, yep. bumping some weights around, that kind of vibe. But balancing uh, the chemistry, exactly right. Yeah. Yep. So no, nah, no other weird practices. You don't like, um, I don't know, hum or om in the morning for an hour or so. No, I gratitude. I, I do a gratitude practice. I, yep. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Just. Uh, I, I often can, but I tend to in in the morning write three things down that I'm grateful for. Yep, um, and that just cultivates, I think, a good start to my day. Really, yeah. Beautiful. What about you? Oh, lots of weird shit, mate. Oh. Enough about me. More about you. Um, what are, what are we going to finish on? What sh- what should I ask him, M? Over here, being all quiet. I don't know if I was part of this podcast or not. Well, you know. Not really. Special guest. Special guest. <laughs> Introducing. I can always edit you. I can always edit you out. <laughs> <laughs> and just and just use your question. Story yeah. Not at all. Not at all. What do you think is the biggest challenge facing? What do you think is the biggest? <laughs> what do you think is the biggest challenge facing your generation? My generation. Mm. Biggest challenge. Mm. Uh, I think it would be switching off. Mm-hmm. I think it's. And I've, you know, to try and stay away from the cliches and stuff, but we live in the most connected society in terms of technologically speaking. And mm-hmm. I can call you and I can text you and then I can Facebook you and then I can Snapchat you and then I can Instagram you and I can do all these things to contact you. Um, but when you look at the deeper connection of, of relationships, I mm-hmm. read a study and it's very few people have even three close friends that they couldn't call upon in hard times or mm-hmm. three close friends that they feel they could open up to. And I think that's going to be a massive challenge moving forward, especially for the younger, you know, 12 to, you know, those early high school days where mm-hmm. you've got a mobile phone. Like I didn't have a mobile phone. I, I was kind of just on the 
cusp of tech technology or the technological boom. So I kind of got a, my first mobile phone when I was fourteen, mm-hmm. um, and my brother when he was thirteen. So and that was cause, just because we were in high school. Like Smartphones as well. Not even smartphones. They were like the old Samsung, yeah, something or others. And and it was literally just text mum and dad to you know to let them know what we were or something like that. So yep. I, I, I take that for granted probably, but I'm mm. really fortunate that I had that because I see all these kids walking around today, and it's and I'd feel, sound like I'm being old, but it's just they're not making or we all of us aren't making deeper connecting relationships. Mm. I think, and so that's definitely something that'll be challenging moving forward and then obviously all the bullying that it comes with that i mean mm. i was speaking to dad the other day about it and he goes you know you got bullied at school you got you went home that was your safe place yeah now you get bullied at home you go home you, you jump online and you're getting bullied there as well yeah so you I can't think, escape it yeah you can't really escape it so i think the it'll just i think it'll just come out as a to finish it up on like a broader sense just mental health i think mm-hmm. it's getting worse which is scary because we're mm. meant to be advancing in all areas of life and we're so amazing now our society does all these things and yet we're getting our mental health is suffering so so greatly especially men it is so bad Mm. it's kind of interesting too because if you take a look at the zoo like you look at animals wild animals you put them in a zoo they get depression yeah they don't get depression in the wild and you look at what we are Mm. in the zoo we created for ourselves and you sort of see that we're not in a natural environment at all. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm not saying we should go back to living in the in the in the bush. Yeah. But the more foreign it becomes, the more depressed we get. Exactly. Or the more, right. You know, the yeah. more mental illness becomes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is. Or I guess it's a huge challenge for your generation. And I think another challenge is because what generation are you called? Oh. What generation? X, Y, or Z, or something. Yeah, I think one of I them, might be right? Generation X. I'm not sure. Or no, Generation what is it, Y. A millennial? Is that, Millenni- well, is that, now they've that? lumped us all together as millennials, millennials, but I'm not sure that's... Is that what Ys are as well? Yeah. Because I'm a Y, I believe. Yeah. But then I, I thought Gen- millennials Gen- are separate. Are a I think millennials okay. now are just... They, people have kind of generalised it to just young people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I honestly think that's one of the biggest challenges that we've yeah. that we face and we've always faced, but it's kind of been like once the old people get established with their mortgage yeah. and their rigid position, then they just turn around and blame the next generation for being too lazy. Exactly. And yeah. it's not it's not too lazy, not productive, not wanting to work, yeah. all this shit, rather than going, um, why, why would they want to enter into this configuration yeah. of misery, you know? We can see old people with mental illness, deluxe and midlife breakdowns and a lack of happiness in society. Mm. And, and it's kind of like... You can understand why and the next generation will be coming through like, I don't want to participate in this yeah. in this kind of paradigm of, yeah. um, you know, all con- consumerism and, and all that kind of thing. Absolutely. And I think that connecting, like having a mentality or um, a view of us versus them with generations mm. is yeah. something that we need to stop as well. Yeah. Well, you look at like just the whole, I mean, how conspiracy theory do you want to kind of get but like you look at the whole go deep mate go deep you look at the whole institution of Mm. of education for example that's 70 that's over 75 years old Mm -hmm. just how we're educating people and it was designed to put people into a workforce during wartime yeah it was designed to produce factory workers and Mm -hmm. all these people so we've got an education system that's out of date for starters so you Mm -hmm. you have all these kids growing up thinking that they're idiots because they can't memorize what happened in 1744 yeah at the 
Battle of Gettysburg or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And they grow up thinking they're an idiot and and their creativity is stifled. Mm-hmm. And then you go into a workforce that does the same thing and, and mm-hmm. does you know, you get to 40, 50 years old and you're like, shit, I actually really wanted to be a painter. But mm-hmm. now, you know, so, and that's the added benefit of technology is that we consume so much information these days that... I think the statistic is like we consume more information in a week just in terms of what we see through Facebook. Like think about how much time we spend there, just you know, article, 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 summary, summary, summary yep. than we did in a lifetime 50 years ago or 70 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's like a crazy statistic of, of the amount of information we're consuming now. Yeah. Um, and then if you don't have an ability to switch that off, mm. if you don't know how to like, okay, cool, I need to take time for myself, then you burnout is like guaranteed, almost but guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Oh. Wait, what are, what are your four pillows for a healthy life? My four pillows? Yes. Um, cotton. Cotton? Yes. <laughs> cotton. Nylon. Uh, no, my four pillars. Pillars, uh, yes. Well, uh, one of the core concepts I studied and practice is, is these, this idea of primary foods. Mm-hmm. So your secondary foods is actually what you eat, so what you consume. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, water, whatever. That's your secondary foods and your primary foods are what really nourish us mm-hmm. and that's your um, your career, um, your relationships, your spiritual practice, whatever that may be and then exercise mm-hmm. um, and then so primary foods coupled with your secondary foods, uh, a healthy balance will then create a healthy life. So mm-hmm. um, you, to use the analogy of um, someone who hates their job, right, they eat, they maybe a client of mine hates their job so we're working through what's going on with them and they're like oh, I have an ice cream addiction and I'm like oh why do you say that it's like every day I come home and I just eat an entire tub of ice cream I can't help it I don't know why mm-hmm. well it's not you don't have a food addiction you you hate your job and you're stressed out at your job you hate your career and you get home and you use food as a as a way to kind of it's a comfort food yeah um so yeah I look at like all all the aspects of your life to really deem whether or not you know, you are happy or like how to find, make you happy or, or whatever it may be healthier and, mm-hmm. um, and help, help you on your journey to a healthy, happier life. And mm-hmm. you, yeah, you see it all the time. Like the, the number one cause to the number one, um, uh, reason for happiness isn't eating kale every day. It's, <laughs> it's, it is actually forming deeper, meaningful relationships. They found over mm-hmm. a 70 year study out of Harvard, I think it was, or out of the States, that that is the number one contributing factor to happiness is deeper, meaningful connections. Mm-hmm. So we touched on it before. I mean, you look at now, we have the highest rates of suicide, depression, mm-hmm. mental health is skyrocketing. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And you look at probably why, it's probably because we don't have these deeper, meaningful connections. We don't have someone that we can kind of call up and cry to or... Mm-hmm. Um, we don't we don't have the connection to ourself we, that that stems from Exactly right, yeah. And- then it just shows up as these other symptoms. Yeah, I, I mean, how often do you cry? Oh, I cry once a week. Yeah, but how you used to cry never. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and everyone's different. So you mm-hmm. know, but they're definitely like everyone should be. Everyone should be crying. Yeah, go and cry. Like mm-hmm. it's such a good release to have. Um, you know, whether that's once them once you know whatever it is, just mm-hmm. let you feel the emotions. Because there used to be a lot, a lot of shame around that for me, and a lot of yeah. embarrassment, I guess, as well for not feeling like I could. I let myself even privately, you know, just yeah. do it. So, yeah, it's definitely... No, definitely. I've experienced something similar where it was like, I can't cry. I'm a man. I've got to hold it together. Men don't cry. This just old school way of thinking that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And now 
I think our, as you, you asked me before, our generation or my generation, I think that is one of the things that we're stepping through is this, no, it's okay to cry. It's okay mm. to, to express yourself. There's so many amazing campaigns out there now mm. targeted directly to men's mental health. And there's a big shift in that too, what, what it means to be a man as well. So like, absolutely, yeah. It's so important. Yeah, mm. I mean, the old school, I've just read a book start of the year and it genuinely changed my life it's lewis howe's um the masks of masculinity mm. i've been recommending it to all my mates um and it, it touches on the seven masks that men wear mm. and he touches a lot on um i think it's brene brown and one other person but he uses a lot of uh, their stuff as well and it touches on basically just like these old school uh, masks that men put on to hide their true feelings and mm-hmm. and kind of h- hide behind and how unhealthy it is. And um, when I was reading it, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm that mask. I was that mask. I was that mask. I was that mask. And you pretty much, you read through it and you're like, oh, my God, I've been every single one of these masks at one point in my in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a, it was such an amazing book for me yeah. um, to really kind of connect back to that, like what is to what it is to be a man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mask of masculinity. Mask of masculinity. Check it out. Lewis Howes. Mm. So what are the what are the pillars and how do you how do you, you what are they here yeah, that you go with? So career, yep. my pillars, yes, yeah, so a career, relationships, mm-hmm. uh, spirituality, and people get freaked out by spirituality. I doubt they will on this podcast as it's called <laughs> spiritual spiritual trading. Yeah, yeah. But um that's kind of just like, you know, self a self care or mm-hmm. or some sort of quieting down of them going for a walk on a beach mm-hmm. by yourself no headphones in just listening to that. Yeah, that that's a spiritual practice yeah um and then obviously meditation is the big one that i mm-hmm. recommend but um it's and so then, funny isn't it that that doing nothing yeah is a spiritual practice yeah because of the contrast of so much information and so much distraction that just doing nothing is revolutionary exactly these right. days. yeah it's crazy yeah we live in such like a hustle 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 <laughs> do everything at all times yeah it's like guys just relax go mm. do something for yourself for once yeah um yeah and then the fourth pillar is uh exercise cool so career relationships Spirituality, exercise. Cool. Yeah. Um, so one last question before we wrap it up. What is a, a piece of spiritual wisdom or maybe not even spiritual, just a life bit of knowledge or uh, lesson that you um, inspired you at some point or that you reflect on when chips are down or whatever that that you yeah want to share with people? Yeah. Yeah. Um... For when times get that rough, I'd say just going again, touching on what we touched on again is just knowing that, you know, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. I think you see that in all the big campaigns now that that's one of the big messages is that you're not alone, that people have been where you are before and gotten out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I myself have suffered from anxiety, depression um, years ago and it it never really leaves you so... You know, but it, but you just work your way through it, and I think it's mm-hmm. important that people know that once you get that low, that it's not like that's not it. It's you know you can move forward. You just have to find one a really good support network, and then mm-hmm. two, um, you have to be willing to sit in the fire. You have to be willing to sit in these shit emotions and work your way through them, and mm-hmm. really question why, why, why I'm feeling this. So, and, and and then the third thing to contradict what that is, is everyone's journey is different. So I could say that's what you need to do, but don't do that if it works for you. You know, do the complete opposite if it works for you. But in terms of um, long-term changes, I think 
just from experience, you do, you can't push it away. It mm-hmm. is something that you have to, whatever's coming up, you have to sit in and face go, it. Up. Oh, this mm-hmm. is not fun. But mm-hmm. in two years' time, I'll look back and thank myself or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, mm-hmm. just find a really good support network and um, just try and talk to talk to people and have a cry and, mm-hmm. you know, feel all the emotions. Yeah. And what about an, an favorite inspirational quote? You got one of those? Favorite inspirational quote. I've got a million of those like, off the top of my head. Yeah. It's Bud Buddha. Let me see if I can remember it. All in the end, all that really matters is how well we lived, how much we loved, and how well we learnt to let go. I think that's it. That's good. I like it. Yeah, I think that's it. But Buddha. Cool. Thanks, or Buddha. Or you can just um, quote me on it. And yeah. You can start changing that and, <laughs> and just have it as Dylan Roos. Um, thank you, Dylan Roos, son of Tammy, the thank great you. Tammy Roos. Thank you. For um, joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. So, where can we find you, mate? Um, you can find me on Instagram at the only ruse, mm. um, and I have a website www.dylanrusecoaching.com.au. Beautiful, and you can go there and check out all your business. Yep. So that's a fully functional, really impressive website that I put together myself. <laughs> Beautiful, mate. Cheers. <laughs>